The world of physics is an exciting place. You find all kinds of mysterious creatures in there. From wave particle dualities in the lands of quantum mechanics, to oceans filled with neutrons or electrons, to futuristic cities powered by perovskite solar cells. And then there are the people that live in this wondrous world. We call them scientists, and sometimes we call them nerds. But this world does not belong only to the scientists, it is also there for you. Science is fun and helps you to better understand the technology and natural phenomena that are around you. I'm Lucas, your friendly physicist and your guide through the world of science. Now let's start our journey and visit some of these nerdy scientists. I'm already curious what they are up to. And you should be too. With their research, they are shaping not only the future of the physics world, but also yours. The guest for today's episode is Matthias Zalewski. Matthias studied solid-state physics at the Technical University in Dortmund and also did there his PhD with a focus on optical spectroscopy of semiconductor nanostructures. And besides being a scientist, Matthias is also a great communicator. During his PhD, he joined the Physikanten and after his PhD, he worked for the Physikanten as a full-time job. And there he combines both science and communication and brings physics into the spotlight, onto the center stages of our world in ways you've never seen before. And there's no fire tornado, no imploding oil barrel, and no thermodynamic water column that is too grand or too big for him and the electrifying shows of the Physikanten. And what exactly a Physikant is and what he's doing and what the life of a Physikant looks like, he will tell us in the next 45-50 minutes. So Matthias, I'm very happy that you joined me on this show. Welcome. Great to have you on board. The first question is um, very traditional on this podcast show. It's um, it's a question: Are you are you a nerd? Do you consider yourself being a nerd? No, Lucas, I don't no? consider myself being a nerd. I can share the excitement for nerdy topics, and I have a heart for nerds. But probably this makes me already being not nerdy myself because what you say about nerds at least as i understand this is that they are socially not very interested but uh but i i'm i'm interested in the the nerdy people and i i think i can qu quite good with them i mean i studied physics so i spent <laughs> quite some years of my life with them and uh yeah it's never boring <laughs> but uh yeah in the end of the day I uh, find somehow the, the people topics and the interaction with people slightly more appealing than the, the technical topics themselves. Mm, so. that's, uh, that's totally fine. That's, um, I think this is a rare definition of, of nerd. Of what would be yours? Um, I, I mean, I find it um, <laughs> a bit surprising that you say you studied physics with nerds, but you don't consider yourself being a nerd. <laughs> Maybe I should ask uh, your uh, your colleagues from your studies if they consider you being a nerd. I, I yeah. mean, not, not, nothing wrong with uh, not being a nerd. Uh, you're still very welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, thank you. I hope it's not disqualifying me. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I'm pretty sure you have uh, a lot of interesting stuff to tell. 
because you are a physikant. So this is a German word. I don't know if there's an English translation of this. <laughs> Better <clears throat> don't try to. No, no, no. To English, no, I, I heard some some rare ideas from English speaking persons about this pronunciation. But yeah, you're right. It's it's German. It's a mixture of physic, physicist, yeah, or physics. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. And the second part is uh, constructed out of the German word musikant. Maybe you heard about Bremer Stadtmusikanten. So it's it can be translated by musician, but it's not exactly the same like we also it, it yeah. is it's, it's rather emphasizing the the performance the performance than rather the skill so it's a bit more emphasizing the performance than the skill of yeah uh, i, I think actually I, I thought a lot about the the, the term physicant mm -hmm. and i like it that it's not a mixture between uh, or, uh, it's not a mixture of physique and musica then probably it would be Physica, which is a... Which is... <laughs> but I, and there I also like the German language because you have two terms. You have Musica, but you also have Musikant. And Musikant is something different than Musica. It, yeah, it's different. It's, right? it's like it's moving around. Uh, yeah, a bit and, more folkloristic, right? Yeah, and and uh, closer to the people and, and probably not studied the instrument, but just did it mm -hmm. by, by life or something like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is which would also be not the definition of a nerd, no? A nerd would study the instrument and study yeah. the music by heart and yeah, not look, just yeah. yeah. So oh yeah. yeah, now <laughs> glad we sorted that out. <laughs> Interesting thought, yeah. Um but tell us a bit more. What what is a physicant and what what is what is a physicant yeah. doing? Yeah, you, you know a physicant uh can be absolutely um also it does not have to be uh, have to play an instrument or so so uh, a mute a physicant brings physics experiments on stage it is the the show master of science so that's a great we, title. we we bring these uh, experiments to to rare rare places they typically you find them in the laboratory or in the classroom, mm -hmm. but uh, we bring them in the spotlight. And I really speak about spotlight, like a big stage with nice illumination, sound effects, and and an audience. The audience is, for me, the most important aspect of a theater and a stage situation. And then presented in an exciting way that thrills the people and... Uh, yeah, brings a lot of, of fun and excitement. Sounds amazing. So, also very professional. I mean, you have a stage, you have a spotlight, you have illumination, sound. Um, yeah, uh, how, I mean, I can hear your excitement about this in your voice. <laughs> how, how did you become a physicant? Oh, yeah, that was uh, a question of a couple of hours. I <clears throat> So you have to know, I studied in Dortmund. Technische mm -hmm. Universität Dortmund, and uh, the founder of Physikanten also is a graduate from this university. So there was already always a link between the company Physikanten and the university. And one day, I passed the the notice board, the Schwarze mm Brett -hmm. from the university, the notice board, and I saw they are looking for some little helpers in the logistics, some some easy tasks. 
And I, I knew Fusikanten before. They performed at our university. And, and I saw this uh, advertisement and I was like, I became in, in trance. I <laughs> could not control myself anymore. And without, without, within a few hours, I sent my application, but completely ignoring the job description. It was <laughs> clear for me that I don't want to... Uh, to work in the logistics, I want to, yeah, to do the the uh, the, the job physicists are famous for. You, you want and... you wanted the spotlight. <clears throat> yeah, I you think I already wanted, wanted, wanted the spotlight. It. Still, there there were some some steps to take mm -hmm. until uh, reaching uh, the stage, um, but I wanted the interaction with people and mm -hmm. more cool. more with the with the stuff, uh, as a, with the uh, equipment. I mean. <clears throat> but although I was not looking for a job, I sent this application, yeah, as, as I said, within a few hours. And uh, yeah, they probably also felt my excitement and I got invited and hired pretty soon. But as a part-time job no? next to mm -hmm. my studies. And how long did it, what, what was your job then? After? Oh, my first job was immediately a very exciting one. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was one of the highlights. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I was... Uh, Uh, the first job was a Forscherwerkstatt, that is a, a workshop you do with uh, with uh, visitors from an event like Day of Open Door. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it was the event was uh, Tag der offenen Tür im Kanzleramt, in the office of the in, in Bundeschancellor Merkel in Berlin, yes. Oh, nice. in, in the garden uh, of the uh, Kanzleramt, uh, we, we brought our stuff. And uh, yeah, built a, a pebble pavilion mm -hmm. and a tent, uh, and making some little experiments with the visitors. Mainly children, of course, are mm -hmm. attracted by this, but not only. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they 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 came to our tent, and uh, I think we built a little electric engine from a battery, a magnet, a screw, and a wire. Extremely simple stuff, and you bring it to, together in the right yeah, form yeah. and then the screw uh, starts to turn and uh, yeah and you see the excitement in the people's face because they they know all this equipment mm -hmm. but they didn't know that together they can make something like this and the sun was shining and all these Berlin people were around and okay <laughs> the, the <laughs> Chancellor Mer Merkel she didn't visit our tent but she was nevertheless passing nearby and it was extremely exciting and I got a, a, a pass for the Chancellor office <clears throat> to uh, yeah we had to build up before the visitors enter so mm -hmm. I, I saw it in a in a way you a, a typical tourist doesn't oh, see the Chancellor cool. it was extremely exciting yeah that's cool and it's also it, it's funny because um, I mean this is a physics podcast but still we i think this is the third episode now that where we talk about the chancellor angela yeah. merkel i mean for the background for our listeners angela merkel is uh, a physicist yeah. she is she's phd in physics i think yeah. uh, to close the loop I, i think it was episode four or five uh, where i talked with melanie Closel and leonard Rieb about uh, experiments in microgravity And mm -hmm. one possibility to do microgravity experiments is to go on a parabolic flight, and the typic and the plane which is doing this was the former plane of the Chancellor Angela Merkel. <laughs> that that was basically her plane, and now this plane is in Bordeaux, and you can go there and 
use it as a research lab that basically falls from the sky and you have microgravity conditions. Wow, well, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that, but I, I I doubt that she herself used the plane in this in this way. Yeah? <laughs> but Pro probably not. But she... but maybe she's still dreaming about it. <laughs> maybe at one point. Yeah, maybe she's board. suffering for having chosen the wrong job. Finally, I don't know. Because oh, it's really she... fun. I'm being working as a physicist as as well. <laughs> I I consider it is is one of the best jobs in the world. I mean, I didn't have too many other jobs yet, but uh, I don't feel it. The need to change anything. Uh, uh, probably she also doesn't feel the need to change anything. I could, could imagine mm. she is pretty happy. I know, which is and to 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 further and enlarge this loop. I mean, we both met in the building which was next to the yeah. to the to the apartment of Angela Merkel in Berlin. Yeah, in the Magnus House, the, in the Magnus headquarters House. of the German Physicist Society in Berlin. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> so Angela Merkel being the Patron of this oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yes, yes, kind of. We were felt always proud about uh, having a physicist as, as yeah. our chancellor. And it was a, mm -hmm. also a self-understanding for being a physicist. People always ask, what can you, will you work later? And the answer was always, well, we can become a Bundeskanzler. Mm -hmm. The typical answer the people said to me was, well, you can become a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big range. It <laughs> definitely is a big range. Uh, I, I certainly will link her um, to to this podcast episode. Maybe she listens to it. So if she listens to it, um, yeah. nice. we we say hi. We Best regards. Hi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we 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 know what a physicist is doing. We know how how you became a physicist. Um, maybe you can take us to a short uh, behind the scene look. So what is how how does uh, after you you did this workshop and you you reached the spotlight and you reached um, the, the let's say the position where you actually could do the experiments for an audience on stage in the spotlight. How, how was yeah. it made? Yeah. I mean, I, in the beginning, as I said, I was rather do, organizing workshops and performing them, but usual case was also that together with the workshop, workshop team, um, uh, show team uh, drove mm -hmm. to the event. And then, uh, yes, during the show, of course, all people are in the audience and the work workshop team had some free time and I was standing all always next to the stage and watching the show and was excited. And and one day, I, I think, yes, it was a job together with, with a boss from Physikanten and I later, uh, when we had a beer, I was brave enough to say, hey, I also want to stand with you up there. And uh, yeah, and then uh, the snowball began to roll and... Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was invited to a casting, and, uh, so and it was really like an audition. Then, so you really yes. had to apply. And yes, 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 yes. Um, I mean, I was. <clears throat> I how did I, I? Yes, I prepared it a little bit myself. I I, I, I once already borrowed some experiments mm -hmm. and did a little bit of show on myself for for the dancing club I was in during that okay. time. So Marcus supported that, and uh, th this was not an official job. Yeah. But I, Marcus, I just Marcus, is the, Marcus is the head of the Physikanten. Yeah. Good yeah. that you mentioned that, Marcus Weber. Yeah, and um, but I could already practice <laughs> and uh, yeah. during during this event for my club, and uh, of course I also took a, uh, a video record and uh, yeah uh, attached it to my application. Mm -hmm. So this right. was 
for sure helpful but still i went through the casting and this is until nowadays uh, the usual procedure when you mm -hmm. want to become an actor um and uh yeah and then i think in 2016 like four years after joining having joined physical and i uh, was accepted as a as an actor and i start playing shows and how does it look behind the scenes was your yeah i mean how does a show look like i, I, I mean yeah it's completely different from what it looks like behind the scenes i would say <laughs> behind the scenes it's sweat and tears of course because we <laughs> we have a, tears yeah yeah no a lot of sweat as well we have so much <laughs> stuff typically to carry so we uh, go to the event location with a little truck yeah somewhat a, a, a truck that you can still drive with a usual driver's license so uh -huh. in in 95 of the cases uh, so we pick it up in the morning or the day before then we have a six hours ride to the last corner of germany or even abroad and uh, then typically three hours before the show we enter the the location and build up, up our stuff unloading and uh, building up we are supported by some helpers on the local side mm -hmm. and if i say we the typical physicanten team consists of two actors and one technician so mm -hmm. three people that will uh, run the show the actors on stage obviously and the technician behind the uh, how to call it so so backstage taking care for light and sound and then light goes on curtain opens and then you see yeah. the stage with exactly. a lab and it's already smelling and yeah what, well you do i would not say that you see a lab classical it is uh it, it is thus it is not nerdy <laughs> you see we have all our experiments uh on on some uh, little stage wagons so they are movable They are painted in, they are red or, uh, and um, it's very tidy, the stage, I would say. Also, everything is structurized. And then when, uh, yeah, the curtains open, the curtain opens, music is playing, like a driving music. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's not this one, but uh, to give you an impression. And then, then you enter the stage, you widen your arms, you say, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a warm welcome to the most exciting physics experience you can think of. Welcome to the great Physikanten show. Then you expect some, uh, so you already at this point expect, of course, some applause in, uh, <laughs> in response. If it's not happening, which is very rare, but uh, sometimes you have a, a, a show in front of, um, uh, in the school where uh, uh, young people going through pubertate and uh, difficult age and then uh, if they still need uh, an extra push you might repeat this so, so really wake them up you okay. do not start be before you are sure you have the attention that uh, the theater deserves yeah? you interact with the audience all the time it's not like yeah. a, a, a screenplay where <clears throat> the the actors are decoupled mm -hmm. somehow doing their stuff no the the audience is is one of the performing it's entities. part of the show it's part absolutely of the show. absolutely we are dressing people there and it, it, it's it's uh, it's always like like this but 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 still uh, i mentioned two uh, actors and they are having their roles 
The one is the entertainer per, let's say, definition. He's a, he's um, dressed like mm -hmm. an entertainer in a colorful suit or mm -hmm. shirt or something. Like a showmaster. Yeah. Like a showmaster. But, of course, as the stereotype might be, the showmaster is not the smartest <laughs> guy in the hall. <laughs> At least in our case, it is like this. Uh, and uh, next to the showmaster, after having warmed up this, the, the audience, uh, the professor will enter the stage. And here mm -hmm. you, you get your nerd, finally. <laughs> ah. So you played yeah. the showmaster or the professor? No, I played the professor <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and the pro professor is, is doing the experiments? Uh, no, the professor, you know, he's uh, he's so so high so advanced of course he mm -hmm. tries to avoid doing anything with his hands but he gives the commands like and in the, real life. The, like, <laughs> <laughs> don't know where it took this from but yeah oh, i know so <laughs> you want to become a professor yourself you told yeah. the one so <laughs> must be a reason yeah. for it <laughs> yeah. and uh, so he usually um uh, ask the uh, entertainer to to make his hands or her hands dirty, and then he himself or she it can be a, a woman as well uh, will explain then later on the physics behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, let's talk about these experiments. What experiments okay. you have on stage? What is your favorite experiment? Or let's uh, what what kind of experiments you have? I mean, probably you don't have a particle accelerator on stage uh, or, or... Would, would be huge i mean this is the the this is like a yeah the philosophy is scale it up so mm -hmm. make it as as big as you can of course i mean we sometimes we work with the camera and the, and the projection but it's not the 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 idea the idea is to make it accessible for the whole hall what's going on there in the front so therefore Think yeah. big. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, and, and and in the in the show, it 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 can be something really big. The giant vortex rings made of a, a stage uh, fog, such mm -hmm. a, a steam uh, used for for stage, and we fill up a huge, how to describe it, a ring, or it's a, it's a cavity, maybe a. Of a di diameter, think about a circle of, uh, of two meter diameter, and in diameter, and uh, it's filled with this fog, and it has an opening, circled opening in the front, and then you uh, hit on the back of this of this drum, and giant vortex ring uh, uh, appears and propagates through the hall. and you put a spotlight on it, and mm -hmm. it's uh, very stable. Uh, yeah, flying over the head of the, over the heads of the people, and they are rising their hands trying to touch it, and it's it's a very amazing moment, and one for sure one of the very big experiments that, that can that can easily engage in mm -hmm. a big hall, yeah, okay. with with enthusiasm. Another example I want to mention is the fire tornado, also mm -hmm. around two two and a half meters high. Uh, metallic cage that spins uh, around a, a little uh, fire burning on, 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 on a plate on the ground yeah 
and the whole construction is rotating with the cage mm -hmm. around it and mm -hmm. this uh, flame that is typically on the ground will rise up and form a tornado, a wow. fire tornado. It can become very high and it's also like a mouth opening moment. For yeah, I, I'm sitting in front of the microphone having my <laughs> mouth open just <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> And here I want to, a short disclaimer here, I want to refer to my Instagram channel, because this is a podcast, here you only have the audio, the, the audio, but on Instagram you have also the video, so I will link like the trailer of the Physikanten, and also some some real footage of the shows, so you can, I don't know if I find online the fire tornado, but let, let's see, maybe I can put it there, then you have also the, the video to it, and you can have better impression how to how how these experiments look like. Yes, please do that. But if I might, might add, uh, these are the, the big experiments. But your question was, which one do I like in particular, right? Yeah, yeah. Just and just continue it, to tell. I I, I like <laughs> the, the the show needs certain elements. It needs needs this bombastic moments, mm -hmm. but it also needs this interactive moments. Huh? And and um, and there, even something very very small can be very a lot of fun so y you know if if i like an actor and also yeah like a worker i have to be pragmatic because you can imagine building big stuff is much more hard than just taking a glass of water out of out of the box and you are done with setup so this is the pr pragmatic aspect but still the story around this hydrostatic water mm -hmm. column i'm referring to here it's 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 an easy experiment just put a beer decal uh mm -hmm. how was how a beer made on yeah. on, uh, on top of a glass with <clears throat> yeah water and then you turn around the glass with the beer made so the the beer decal is below and then you can release your hand but the beer uh, decal will stuck below the glass and hold the water inside the glass. Mm -hmm. Usual fun stuff everyone can can do at home, but uh, but it's a party can... trick. But if you if you if you have it on stage in this setup, it's... yeah, yeah, and the setup there is in particular funny because uh, we we don't do it ourselves, but we get an a, a person from the audience on stage and. Yes, and this person is typically shocked. Okay, the listeners of the podcast won't be, but uh, <laughs> usually people are shocked that they should do something themselves. And uh, then you, the story still continues, and it, it's it's extreme fun, and with a little, uh, with very little effort. I think this is always something that should um, level it itself because some some experiments and this is also when i look to other props from from other people they might be extremely fancy and advanced wow and they put so much construction work in it mm -hmm. and then they stand there maybe sorry but sometimes in a nerdy way they themselves feel the and and uh, mm -hmm. the enthusiasm for mm -hmm. for what they mm -hmm. did mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the audience just sees a big construction where it doesn't understand mm -hmm. what it is and uh, it, it, it there the yeah. level between effort and storytelling and show yeah. is not given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, but the opposite way it works. You can be have the greatest story about the simplest mm -hmm. piece of something, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, still the the, sh the the show will be very very strong. 
Yeah, I I love this approach so much. I realized throughout my PhD and then later on the postdoc. For me, I think storytelling is everything, and everything else is just details. Yeah. If you give a presentation, which is basically the same you do on stage, or probably for a for a smaller audience, or for a for a more expert audience, uh, and with with less uh, experiments, but you also have to tell a story and make it as simple as possible or as complicated as needed to get your message across. And there's only one or two messages per talk. or And then uh, you have to tell a story around this message to yeah. also to engage with your audience. I, I like it so much how you passing along the enthusiasm for science. But I mean, you're, you're not going on stage and just do experiment after experiment after experiment. I mean, there is a story behind probably in the majority of cases, we play the best of show, which is just a colorful mixture of experiments as we like them. But you're right. I I mm-hmm. was also putting uh, these experiments in a, in a reasonable order that mm-hmm. you can link them always. Of course, it's not just, okay, this one is done. Let's do the next one. Mm-hmm. It, it, they should somehow connect. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Okay, this is the example of, of best of show. There are also well-defined topics. Uh, this could be the climate show. It could be the astro show mm-hmm. to, to the anniversary of the moon landing, for example. We, mm-hmm. we, we made a, a show. It could be yeah something de- devoted to a certain topic of a certain discipline of physics, like the optics show, mm-hmm. uh, okay. the water show some topics like that uh, we yeah it's also fun is to to develop something new uh, when the uh, when your customer uh, has a special request this can be related take an industry company or that or a company that has its product mm-hmm. and they they give you your product and uh, they say hey Tell us some stories around this product, and you the the basics of physics you find in every engineering work, right? So yeah, there's true. always a hook, and then you you just tell a story around uh, the physics, the principles behind uh, this. So with cust- with customers, you mean there are certain companies uh, or, or industry clients, or whatever, and they come to you and say, "Hey, we have here a very nice product. Can yeah. you advertise the product in the framework of a physical yeah. show?" Yeah, and then you go to case. to the company for a company party uh, where yeah. all the shareholders or the yeah. worker employees uh, and stuff are there, and maybe open door or something, and also guests. Yes. And then you do a show. Yes. Around this product. Around this product, yeah. Okay. With with uh, maybe even some product placement in 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 in, in inside, so that. If it, if possible, include the product, or at mm-hmm. least uh, maybe the logo or some let it mm-hmm. appear mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. magic, physical, chemical way. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this these are examples for for tailor tailored mm-hmm. shows on mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. customer needs. So there are really a lot of different formats. Probably also customize them to the. I mean, you have different audiences. I mean, if you. Yeah. A show in, in in a school, it might be different to a show in a, for 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 an industry partner or something. Yeah, it's just no the life 
the age of the the audience yeah. is of course an, a, a thing there then it's a, b- a big difference for the actors and uh, whether it's outdoor or indoor mm-hmm. uh, also for not only for the actors but also for the physicists because uh, you need to think that you cannot uh, do every experiments uh, under unsecure outdoor conditions <laughs> yeah. this is a this is an important point to speak about of course uh, because what do many people think about when they think about physics experiments they fail <laughs> this is this is or at least at least this is my experience experience that uh, this is a, a take uh, away message from school for example that uh, experiments have a, a pretty uh, <laughs> yeah not so low uh, probability to fail and um, this is of course part of the reality, but during the show you want to avoid this as 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 good as you can. Mm-hmm. So they should really work, and they shouldn't be a classical experiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should, yeah. should work, and this is of course a, a lot of engineering uh, activity for really making a stage experiment as yeah. stable yeah. as possible. Yeah. Still, you there will come the moment when it's when something goes wrong but uh try to minimize this as 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 much as you can and this is also the work that that happens behind the behind the scenes when you construct so a lot of engineering works a lot of technicians that put a lot of uh, effort it's it's a small team but um good awareness of details Mm -hmm. and uh Mm -hmm. work very acute there and what are you doing when an experiment fails? You repeat. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not an actor. Yeah, finally, I'm I'm still kind of authentic person on stage because <laughs> I am a physicist. Physicist. Yeah. Uh, so I I try to be honest to and and, and maybe even show that. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> uh, but uh, I to get, to get okay, an authentic. There, Look into the version of a real faces. And yeah, it, there, there, I'm maybe nerdy and authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it's. I mean, it's so nice that you mention it because when I tell about my work to my to my friends my, or my family, which are non-academics, non-physicists, uh, and they say, "Yeah, and you do this experiment," and then you know that this is like this and this. So, yeah, after repeating the experiment probably six times until it finally yeah. worked out in the end. I mean, 90 percent of the experiments still fail. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of of planning and re- repetitions and reiterations and feedback and re-coordination until you finally have a working experiment and a working framework for the experiment. And then you so know there, stuff. There is, is one more professional approach than just being authentic. <laughs> and this is having a backup solution. Mm-hmm. This this we also have. We always experiment. have. Yes, like one two backup experiments are prepared on stage mm-hmm. and if you sometimes you you recognize that something will go wrong before you started with the experiment uh, take an easy example we have the imploding oil barrel mm-hmm. and this barrel is filled with water steam but to make steam you need to uh, fire up the uh, uh, the 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 oven the gas gas oven below it mm-hmm. and and sometimes I I had such moments it's of course awful but uh, you you are and this you need to do like fifteen minutes before the experiment 
-hmm. And then you recognize five minutes before the experiment, oh, I forgot to, <laughs> to, to put the fire on. And then I look at my actor, at my, at my colleague, and we both understand it. And you recognize this five minutes before the uh, experiment. And then you look at your, your colleague uh, and you understand each other without words. And then you take the decision, okay, we will not start this experiment. And <laughs> then we just use our, our backup. Or, mm -hmm. And uh, so when you do this for, for a while, you you are good in anticipating the outcome and, and mm -hmm. you might see in advance whether something will fail and then mm -hmm. for the audience it will be hidden completely they will mm -hmm. not recognize mm -hmm. and th this is the yeah professional uh way of uh, of handling such uh mistakes can you i mean i'm i'm, I'm sure you can but I mean, this is still a science podcast can you explain the physics behind the imploding oil barrel <laughs> yes, <laughs> this I can, and I do not even need to look in the script into the script because I am a physicist. So, the <laughs> b barrel is filled with with vapor, with hot vaporized water, <laughs> completely. And then, uh, what we do in this experiment, we close the barrel, the lid on the top, and uh, so now the system is closed only with this vapor inside and then we take some some uh, water cans and cool pour it from the outside of on the barrel so we are cooling down this this barrel and what will happen um yeah okay we start with the with the effect yeah so we first do the experiment and then the explanation so the audience imagine we do that we are doing this we have a fancy music and then uh, yeah, we're behaving like something will happen and it's big and scary. Uh, and then, in fact, it will implode with a huge bang. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a very shocking moment. Everyone <laughs> wakes up. And uh, okay, and then the, the reason for this is when you cool down the vapor, it becomes liquid again, it becomes water. Mm -hmm. But uh, a liquid requires much less volume than a gas. Mm -hmm. And uh, therefore, we create an, yeah, an under pressure or something one could call vacuum inside the barrel. But this means uh, the pressure in our room, on our stage, uh, is uh, much bigger than what is inside the barrel. And, and it's, in fact, so impressive, this gradient, this difference, that the outside air will push the barrel mm -hmm together and this will happen with a within a moment and the loud bang and uh, okay. that's the physics behind it and that's physics so yeah nice <laughs> it's cool how much how many shows you 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 played uh i think if i count my own shows i'm 50 60 or so mm -hmm. yeah right Pu purely stage shows if 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 adding with this workshop experience probably it's don't know twice more mm -hmm. you can book the physica for your school or your yeah this is uh, your university yeah sure schools universities are very nice places to to play for uh and then museums or science centers mm -hmm. and then as mentioned before companies that need to celebrate something or yeah and and these are usual scenarios sometimes also theaters put put us in their program it's also happening 
But then every, everyone can look up the schedule of your theater and there might be a Yeah, yeah, on the homepage there are also public events at least listed where mm -hmm. people can enter. And the, it's very often so that in your areas you will find an event and, and often it, it's even uh, entrance free because you have a sponsor mm -hmm. behind it like a company no? and then they okay. will not ask us there visitors for money but uh, they just want to to give something to the people so the audience is uh, very often did not pay entrance mm -hmm. <laughs> for good. it uh, or a, a little uh. and uh, the physicians that said they, they are looking for, for people to work on their shows so they're in the... uh, always you know my, my personal situation is now I uh, after graduating from PhD I uh, Physikant became my, my full-time job mm -hmm. uh, and I did this for a couple of years but then uh, yeah during the corona crisis you can imagine mm -hmm. it had a slight impact on on our work <laughs> it's very slight so it's like one day on the other everything was stopped and um, so my my full-time profession nowadays is something else and I'm a rather physicant as a freelancer at the moment mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> do I do I have a more nerdy profession now? I'm thinking, I'm a project leader in an industry company. And, you consider uh, this more nerdy than being a physicist? <laughs> at least it's a little bit more more average <laughs> for for <laughs> physics graduates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you still play shows from time to time. Uh, yes, from time to time I do. Not so very much in the in the in the recent past, but uh, one exciting was recently I moved to the Netherlands, mm -hmm. so I'm living in near Arnhem uh, since three three years already, and uh, this summer I uh, had the chance to do the show the first time in Dutch, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was taking classes at. Uh, Yeah, the University of Nijmegen, which is the next mm -hmm. big city to Arnhem. Uh, they, it became 100 years and they made nice celebrations and they uh, asked me to, to make a show. And yes, we, I did it in, in, in Dutch. And this was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. And of course, I started dreaming yeah. of how to repeat this. <laughs> Was it the first show of Physikanten in the Netherlands? Uh, at least, at least on a for a Dutch uh, audience. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I think it's kind of surprising. The Netherlands are so you know Physikanten are located in the west of Germany near, near Dortmund. Witten mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the headquarters. This is 100 kilometer from the Dutch border, so mm -hmm. you could think, wow, it's easy, <laughs> but. Uh, Uh, we have been very few times to the Netherlands and if it was rather that a German customer well, I don't know visited a trade fair in Amsterdam and then uh, uh, he asked us to to, to, mm -hmm. to perform there but, but the the Dutch market is is is, is still free <laughs> so, so the um, I mean the region of of Of, of interest for the physicists is rather like the Germany, Austria, it's like the German speaking. Yes, Germany, area. Switzerland, Austria is pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the other countries not. Still, I, I, there, there are, from time to time, there are 
exotic uh, events uh, like I don't know Barcelona, Tokyo. Right. I personally, I personally was to um, Siberia once. That was for me the most exciting job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, UK. So in, in in the United Kingdom, by the way, uh, what we are doing demos, props, showing props on uh, on stage is uh, this way of science communication is more popular than than here in mm -hmm. continental Europe. Mm -hmm. The UK is pretty advanced, so there is a community over there, and they are also having conferences, and we used to participate in in them and uh, shared knowledge so conferences yeah. in, in for science communication yeah yes okay uh, the big network it's called big forgot what it what it stands for but um maybe we can put it in the in the show notes, in the show notes yes. somebody's interested yeah it, it's slowly it's, it's also coming to germany so there are um, at least i'm aware of, of one or two um psychom conferences that are purely on on science communication mm -hmm. and uh I think by now the DPG Spring Conference, so the so the biggest physics conference in Germany, they also have uh, some sessions on Silicon mm. by now. But this is also I think might be wrong here, but very recently since two or three years or something like this. Mm -hmm. But it's cool that it's slowly <laughs> people are aware. Hey, it's it's work to do science communication, and uh, I mean in in times where you are over flood with fake news and and stuff uh, i think it's a, it's a good thing to have something more solid like science where you can you have facts and you can you have critical thinking and you yeah have, you be aware of of your surroundings and how how this interacts with your environment and with yourself and other people so i think it's a very important aspect which is also one of the reasons i'm doing this podcast Bring science, science yeah. to, to to the people, and uh, you're oh. a perfect guest because you're a science communicator on a podcast for science communication. Uh, it's it's no coincidence that we uh, started speaking with each other. I remember your pitch during this uh, conference in in uh, mm. Berlin where we met, and uh, you mentioned this podcast, and I was of course immediately triggered, like. Ugh. Look, yeah. <laughs> science and communicator. I, and I was I was triggered by your pitch because I, I I still remember you were sitting in the first row and when it was uh, you who, who was to introduce you immediately took the stage and said hello <laughs> I'm Matthias and I'm doing this and this and that and that and this was like hey this is a cool guy yes <laughs> he knows how to engage with people make people excited about about yourself but also about the topics you you're interested in yes. stages want to be entered so mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> go, go to the front <laughs> what is what is the future now of physikanten physikanten is uh, yeah doing these shows and i hope for many many more years uh, what we are also doing is we uh, support television productions mm -hmm. proud being a partner for many years from the sendung mit der maus partners sounds so we are not part of the of the team but uh, there is always from time to time requests uh, 
So I myself was a child, grew up with a mouse, and uh, okay. I, I, their approach is that children can ask questions and they will answer them. And then when I once worked at Physikanten, the magic moment happened, the phone rang, and the mouse was on the phone, and it forwarded a children question to me. <laughs> it, was, it was a really thrilling moment. I told <laughs> dream come true. Yeah, nice. and then... Then I started dealing with this with this question, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice. Of course, they want to to make an, uh, an experiment then out of it, and uh, so we were, were supporting stuff like this. Uh, in the past years, Physikanten became quite popular due to uh, the television uh, show with uh, Kai Pflaume, Wer weiß denn sowas? XXL which is a Saturday evening program mm -hmm. for, for international listeners. But Saturday evening is a holy time of the week, <laughs> at least in, in the, when, when I grew up for the other generations, not because you go to discotheque. No, at 2015, uh, the big shows start. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Vendas really a Vendas with Thomas Gottschalk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a big honor to... And, and there... Uh, yeah, physicians are a regular part of the of the show. So it's a quiz show, and there are questions related to physics, and to answer them, you just do the experiment, and then everyone is persuaded that the answer is correct. So, so, you, so, so you go to the show and perform the experiment sometimes. Uh, the, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Markus, as we mentioned him, the founder of Physicant, and he is uh, really showing his face, and he's known mm -hmm. as the physics expert, and uh, so he he. He, yeah, he's part of this show. So, so these are other activities for physical. What's next for you? Still continuing uh, as a freelancer for physical? More well, shows I, in Netherlands? Yeah, this is uh, in fact a weak point for me. So, I weak in, in terms of uh, I'm I I like this idea. Yes, <laughs> I would, yeah, would yeah, like to maybe maybe develop here to the Benelux and uh, yeah this is this could become my project yeah yeah I mean now that you're speaking <laughs> Dutch and uh, yeah or <laughs> integrated into the science communication in the Netherlands you're the perfect candidate for bringing physicality shows to Netherlands Benelux yeah you didn't ask me one question I prepared for do you remember oh no, but uh, I mean, the officially last question is, uh, what else do you want to add? To no. It? Ah, okay. Yes. Then I want to complain. <laughs> Just skip this question. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, which question I skip? Uh, can you do the experiments at home? Can you do the experiments at home? Uh, yes. Is, Good that you're true. asking, Lucas. Yeah. That's you know, I thought... I wanted cannot... to ask this question all the time. <laughs> we since... cannot speak about physical without... Having done at least one easy experiment for home, so I brought with me a cup. It's still empty, mm -hmm. but I have hot milk in my thermos uh, can. And uh, in the cup, yeah, it's not completely empty. There's cacao powder inside. So, I, so you know, how the audio comment from the off? Yeah, is uh, filling milk into a cup. Yes, with okay. cacao hot powder. Milk. Yes, and now I need need to stir it in order to mix it nicely. And 
now let's make some music I will steer it one more time, steer it. I don't want to ask this question, but do you have a backup experience? <laughs> <laughs> this one was good. And uh, my hands are shaking because I don't, so just give it another try. So mix it nicely. And You did not hear anything, huh? No. <laughs> Then just cheers. <laughs> what are we supposed to hear? We are supposed to hear the physics of cacao. Hot chocolate effect. One more time. Wow, my whole desk is already full of cacao pulver because I'm staring like 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 sick here. I, I mix it again and let's Maybe it's, microphone. Microphone. Maybe it's a microphone. I don't know. No, it's not the microphone. Oh, I, I should see my desk now. <laughs> Everything is dirty. This is a very authentic way of promoting science. I mean, <laughs> as, as I said, most of the experiments fail. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I could now pretend it's not a stage here. Uh, <laughs> but but as, a, as a physicist, as a show professor, Explain the uh, physics behind it. <laughs> that the physics is it didn't it didn't work. At, at least I didn't hear anything. Did you hear? I just heard click 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 click. Mm -hmm. But being next to the beat, you should also hear a scale, a melody like. Really. But but, but there was nothing like this, huh? I mean, I have I have these things on my on my head. One more time. Oh, it's stable. Stable tone. Yeah. It's just, yeah. No backup, but. Yeah, I mean, pretty limited, of course, here just to the to the sound. Uh, as I could uh, impress you with an optical illusion, but uh, <laughs> it will not work for all the listeners. You still impressed me. You brought an experiment to the show. Nature yeah, I will. For, I will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I impressed myself uh, on how my notebook and everything's looking like. I will take <laughs> a picture for you because it's it was a complete mess. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to explain something that didn't work because I I cannot explain why it didn't work. So let's let's just skip this part. Or, or I mean, you have the finger on your. Uh, Maybe we, I mean, just, it's not live, right? <laughs> it's not live, no. So we could repeat it in principle, yeah? We could repeat it. We could just cut it out Yeah. <laughs> until it's working. I, I think it's too funny to cut it out, but... Uh... Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, but it's, it's, but it's, not, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, for you it's funny, but... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> No, we're doing so much promotion for science and now science fails us. Yeah. This is what a final point. Yeah. Mm. Not not what I wanted, but hey, that's life. Yeah. It's a bitter chocolate. It's even without sugar. So I I wanted to drink it all the time. But now it's a pretty bitter lesson. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, okay, should we end uh, with a bitter lesson, or do we have? We should end on a high note. What's yeah, your what's, uh, what's your most memorable experience of Physical shows? Yeah, failures like like this. I also once failed with a T rocket, but it was not on a on a Physical show. It was in a group of people. Maybe it's that I'm I'm missing the stage. It, because I, the stage I, I, is not I, big I, enough. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, how much the desk? My desk is 120 by 60, and this is really limited now. But I'm my most memorable. Yeah, I think. Yeah, when doing it in another language, like uh, mm -hmm. in, in Siberia, in, in Russian, this was really. You was you did the show <laughs> in Russian. I did it in Russian. Yes. <laughs> during during studies, I have uh, been in Saint Petersburg, and. Uh, and then I learned the language, and then I, I started dreaming doing it in in Russian. And this was and the dream cool. comes true, and it became true. Uh, oh, I see. This was this was cool. What is welcome to the Fusikant show in Russian? Oh, how you <laughs> opened in Russian? Dobro пожаловать, дамы и господа, на наше великолепное выступление Физикантов. Amazing. <laughs> uh, something like this. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, we already talked about how, how much I like the Russian language and you obviously as well. But it sounds so much more epic if you do it in Russian. It's so much more. It, it, gives, <laughs> it gives more value, more more strength to it. So yeah. <laughs> this is a high note. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the picture of my desk will also be. I promise. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, if you allow, I will also put this on the Instagram channel to see the real life of a physical. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Matthias, for being yeah, on this show and for bringing us the stories of what a physical is and what a physical is doing. Um, <laughs> how much blood and tears and sweat and yeah, yeah, yeah. powder yeah. puts into the experiments. <laughs> Yeah, I was honest about that, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay, Thanks Lucas. a lot. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully see you soon on uh, on some stage in the Netherlands or in Germany or somewhere else. I will be excited. At one point, I will, I will, I will join. Well, oh, yeah. Great. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks. Take Bye. care. And, um, <laughs> see you soon. That's it for today. If you have questions, feedback, input, or some wishes for new topics on this show, let me know in the Spotify comment section below or simply reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And as usual, one final remark. The best thing about this podcast is that it is about you and your story and everyone can participate. So if you want to share an exciting story about your science, your academic life, some crazy experiments, or any other nerdy stuff, feel free to drop a short message. Thanks for tuning in, take care and see you soon on the next episode of Your Friendly Physicist and Other Nerds.